Jesse, this might alarm you, but you're actually inside a simulation right now, and I'm here to tell you that I'm here to get you out. It, it doesn't alarm me because once simulations of reality are possible, they actually become the most likely existence. So. <laughs> well, well handled. <laughs> so much fiddler fiddler 40 ounce on repeat if you want to finish that song definitely go check them out welcome to the twist my arm podcast this is episode 16 15 i don't know pick one doesn't matter but we're still doing it we're still kicking um we try to specialize in uh, we try i emphasize try because i really do try but sometimes we get off topic off topic and we do try to specialize in uh, local things, more local things, local food stuff, uh, bands, um, anything, artists, all that good stuff. So if you are a local band or artist or you have a restaurant that you own and you want to get out there and talk about it and have an interview, hit me up at twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com. Today is a special episode. Um, it's it's a shorter episode. It's kind of like the living room sessions. Um, today's going to be the first episode where we introduce Corbin's Corner. It is the new movie review segment of the show that we have. The what would it be? The, the Twist My Arm Network, I guess we could say. The uh, yeah, I guess he, Corbin and 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 James are part of the Twist My Army now. That would be it. There it is. Yeah. But before we do that, um, Nintendo had some huge announcements yesterday, and so I brought on, obviously, Kylie, my lovely co-host, who is normally here all the time. Say hello. Well, it's good to be back. I mean, it's been a couple weeks. But yes. Yes. Um, and then I brought on Zimmer. You remember him from uh, episode two, I believe. Yeah. The Survivor. The Survivor. Yeah. yeah. And then the other Survivor from episode three and the Nintendo special and another episode, right? We're showing another one. Another two or something? We had one with uh, Jesse and uh, Travis, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Rogue One special. Yeah, yes, was the Rogue One. And one of the Stormtroopers. Good to be back again. Yes. Talk some Nintendo. Yes. Oh, yeah, and I wasn't on that one either. No. I was here, but I wasn't. Yeah, there. yeah. That was with the, I was really proud of that art. I took a nap. The picture. <laughs> did you see that picture, Nate? Oh, Stormtroopers. Did you see the picture? I don't think so. Oh, my gosh. Really? No. It was so cool. It was like badass stormtroopers, like four of them. And then it just underneath it had like Nate and Jesse and Travis and Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have it right here on my phone. It's pretty cute. <laughs> oh, on your phone. Wait, yeah. No, I on did see thing. that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. On Facebook. Yeah. Is anybody else here? That was clicking? cool. Is that clicking? It might it's be on my mic. Clicking. Is that I your mic? I don't hear anything. No. Be careful with the uh, the tip, so know, to yeah, speak. We'll keep this uh, <laughs> rated R, people. Sorry. <laughs> we won't no, go any we, further uh, than that. We're doing this podcast a little bit differently this week. We're all set up in the living room around the TV. We're going to watch some of the trailers that Nintendo debuted and talk about the Switch and all the new details that we have. Um, we already have 
two members today, or two people on the show, have already pre-ordered the goddamn system. So I will be hanging out with them <laughs> come March 3rd <laughs> a lot. When Link comes so to town. Yes, when Link comes to town. Listen, man, I'd, I'd bring it over and show it to you, but I mean, it's, it's kind of like, it's not portable. But it's not portable. How awesome is that? Let's talk about that, first of all. That's amazing. What do you guys think about the the portable aspect? Nate, we'll start with you. All right. So like now if you get a cool game, like either your friend has to have that system or you have to be like, hey, you need to come over sometime and like check it out. Because they're not portable. Because um, yeah. you can't just pack up your PS4 all the time and, you know, throw it in the truck. Exactly. Right, yeah. Or you go to work and you're telling people about it and it's like, yeah, it's really cool. And right. that's like the extent of the conversation as opposed to with the Switch. It's going to be like, check it out. Actually, no, wait, no, shit, here. And in some instances, even like, let me set it down and like, let's play together, like two player. Like, yeah, that's sick. And and it's nicely priced to where a lot of people can get it. What are your thoughts, Zimmer? I'm just really hoping they actually put depth into the games. One of the problems they like ran into with mobile consoles is that the games were so short. Um, Zelda Link Between Worlds, I... I beat this game start to finish on a flight to Milwaukee and back. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and that, I mean, Link Between Worlds, like we were talking about earlier, it's more of a remake, and those Super Nintendo games were short enough as it is. I mean, you could still ba- beat Link to the Past right now in a matter right. of eight hours. Well, and that, you know, that can be ideal for certain circumstances, but, I mean, for the most part, when you are a gamer, you want something that takes a little bit of right. time. And I, I think Nintendo's fallen into this trap of remaking games just like Hollywood is remaking movies. Yeah. They keep remaking all these things to throw it on DS, and, and it's just kind of like their way of holding everybody over until the Switch comes out. Well, and that being said, too, you know, like there's always reoccurring themes that are going to happen, such as just Mario in general, which, you know, Mario should always be around, but it's very important to just kind of innovate those games and make, you know, just a little bit of twist of something that's never happened before. Heck and yeah. in this situation with the new Switch game, or the new Switch and the games coming out with it, I have been particularly impressed with the innovations they've made. For sure. I mean, everything about it, they're the HD graphics now, they have the, they're using the Joy-Con stuff. Right. Joy-Con, like, well, technology. And, w- and, and we'll go into it a little bit more, but yeah. particularly the new Mario and Zelda game, certain aspects of it I have been in- incredibly impressed with. They're, they're, they're beautiful. Absolutely. Well, to think that you've been, you know, running Mario, Zelda for 30 years, and yeah. I mean, you've Forever. made 19 30. titles, 20 titles, po- more than that, probably, Mario, honestly, like... And you think he started off as, you know, an 8-bit character that did very, very little, jumped and moved and interacted with his surroundings barely. And now they have to take that game and put it into a 3D environment and make it that big. Well, and how are they going to make it relevant? You know what I mean? And how are they going to make it better than Super Mario 64? And obviously, again, we're going to be going into (laughs) it a little bit better. But I I think that the ideas that they had and the things that they brought to light were so super innovative and super genius. Like, they hired the right people. Speaking of Super Mario 64, wasn't that your favorite game, Nate, on the Nintendo special that we had? Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. The so, top, you know, top 10 games. There's no question of how they're going to make it better than Super Mario 64 um, because even the glitches in that game have been so explored yeah, that, like, that's sure. an art form in and yeah, of itself. Yeah, no, yeah, that's the fun part of it. Um, but, I mean, that new Mario game looks sick. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, my journey of watching the. the uh, special last night in Tokyo was that 
At first, I went into it thinking, I don't need to watch this because I'm going to buy it anyways. Sure. And about f- three-fourths of the way through, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to pre-order this. I might just wait and get it closer to Christmas. And then they had the um, Mario, you know, and I, oh, yeah. I, even though it said holiday, I was like, ah, I'm getting this console day one. And then they reminded me that Zelda is a launch title. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Which, so uh, you guys pre-ordered the systems. Which one did you pre-order, Nate? Didn't you? Uh, I, pre- I was going to pre-order the uh, should be ugly, but for some reason is actually really cool, uh, colorful one, um, the neon. But okay. uh, they were actually already out of those. Oh. They got, uh, I think the GameStop that I went to said they got, 10 of those and 15 of the grays so i wow. got one of the grays okay what about you zimmer which one did you get uh, i showed up the GameStop late i guess at like 3 30 they had one of the neon ones left i have no idea what it actually had to you look like one, i was just like yeah give me that color whatever there's only one of them left it's meant to be i'm just gonna nice. take it anyway i don't care did you get any which did you guys get any games with it you, obviously i think Zimmer, you got Zelda, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely mm-hmm. Zelda. You both got Zelda? Yeah, I, but, you know, that's the thing is I tried to get the uh, collector's edition of Zelda. Oh, yeah. Because that comes with a uh, carrying case for the, for the actual uh, Switch. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah, we, we, we that's legit. I, I went on Amazon. I went on Target. I went on Best Buy. I went on everybody's website Gone. after GameStop. No, it's, yeah. They sold were announced out. yesterday and they sold out. They had that package that you were showing me that had like, you know, cute little yeah. novelty items like the sword that's and like the, the case. Yeah, the, and same and same the same one. Yeah. yeah. Super neat. And that would have been way cool. But I mean, yeah. Now, I mean, GameStop with, you know, and, you know, fair amount of respect to them, I suppose or as much as they deserve they've been a decent game store lately but Kinda. their mega bundle for the switch is awful like which gets to kind of on the subject that a decent amount of the launch games are something i have absolutely no interest in ever playing and i think it's like 600 700 is what their like oh, mega wow. bundle is for their launch wow so you yeah, know i was just i was just bringing up the uh i just wanted to give a couple of the little specifics um, the so the live stream event was yesterday, right? It was last night. Uh, last night, or yeah, it was one o'clock in Tokyo. Okay. so it was the last night here, and then okay. there was something in New York today. And then, uh, so the Nintendo Switch is launching on March third. This comes from GameSpot.com. Um, March third for three hundred dollars in the U.S., which is very reasonably priced. I feel like for a new system that has a whole bunch of new technology coming into it. And Agreed. You know, just and it's kind of two system. systems in one. Exactly. It's great deal well and uh, i i don't know i could be wrong but i think i feel like this is a little bit more affordable than a lot of the past game systems that have well, come I mean, out brand new ps4 alone was 400 dollars right think, when it first came out right um so i think you know i think that there's a whole lot of really cool aspects to this whole new um gaming console that you know everybody should invest in why not yeah. <laughs> so it's so it's launching simultaneously in the u.s canada japan and uh "Quote unquote major European countries, whatever that fucking means, um, Hong Kong and other territories. Uh, let's see. So then it's it's coming out with all sorts of different controllers and accessories. You know, you know how Nintendo does. They always bust out the like different colors. And That's their bread and butter for sure. That the it's like Star Wars and their toys. You know. And yet somehow I want 
eight All different colors exactly, of, a, yeah. of an you N64. Have what other people don't have. Yeah. I, think, <laughs> I think we have like seven 64 controllers. All, oh my all God. Different colors. Yeah, it's, it's I have, uh, yeah, I've and got a ton of them. accessories. Like, yeah. Still not all of them. I have my super sweet special like see-through purple one that I always use. I have multiple, like probably more than I would want to admit uh, Nintendo handheld systems. Huh. And yet when I saw a uh, Pikachu Game Boy, like the original Game Boy Color, the Pikachu one with the blue edition, back and the yellow front. I, I, it was so hard not to buy it. Like I had to have a an intervention with myself to get out of there. Yeah. Well, Sorry, that's one I, thing I Nintendo little, uh, has going there. for them is they've been primarily a game system where like, you know, Xbox and PlayStation, they're more so home computer, but a computer does it better. Right. So, but then Nintendo's always been a like dominant gaming system, like, and they've cornered the market on every innovation to play style. And that's actually. why that's why they're still around. Well, and they I just, make good, affordable systems for mm-hmm. like everyone to play. And I feel like uh, like PlayStation, and Xbox have made a lot of really super sweet innovations, especially when it comes to graphics. And that's one of the qualms that people have with this system is that it's not super as good as like the top it's, notch. But it's still but can, it's confirmed to have uh, PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Sixty. Exactly, which is not bad. That's really, no. really, really nice graphics. But at the same time Nintendo is like they always are coming up with ideas that nobody's ever come up with before especially with the Wii and having the you know the interactive controller and stuff like that um and that's that's what they're you know alongside all the different accessories their bread and butter would be the hey we're gonna throw this some this game crazy, system at yeah. you that you know you have to stand up and move around for and yeah. it's gonna sell more than any other system ever and I think that's awesome whereas PlayStation you know sometimes they do hold the candle to you know, high sales and stuff like that because sure they have a lot of sweet games, but Nintendo is always coming up with original ideas, yeah. which I can I can respect. And so, um, yeah, and that's you know, you know, kind of an interesting observation. Sorry, there is no, that cool. uh, if you look at it, the Wii came out and its competitor was what the 360 and the PS3. Yep, and the Xbox Connect. You know, the the <laughs> PS3 played Blu-rays and DVDs. Right. I think right. the 360 played DVDs. Whereas Nintendo well, doesn't do any of that stuff, right? Right, and Nintendo yeah. didn't do anything. And the Wii U, I don't know if I've ever tried to put a DVD in my Wii U, but I don't, I don't think, think it would do, do anything no. other than just cry. Yeah. 360 had, um, the, had the HD DVD at first. Yeah, and that flopped. It was that whole like competition yeah. between the two, and Blu-ray just blew them out of the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Exactly. And so now once again, entering this, you know, there's no um, possibility of any movies, really, which really another thing <laughs> to touch on there is the, the cartridges. The cartridges, yeah. And that's something I wish they had talked more about during this thing to really hit on because that's one of their advantages. Well, the the good thing is, is they're going on a multi-city tour to show off the system in different places. So I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to look right now on my phone where those cities are and like if they're coming to denver at all anytime because you can just go and check it out and like play the system and see what they look like and you know they're doing it all the way up to the the launch date march 3rd um so it we, you know we we kind of dove into the to what the switch is and what it looks like on the nintendo special episode you know it's it's got the screen with the attached controllers on the side um and then you can take those off and use them kind of like you use the the wii controllers um, you know, it can hook up to your TV or you can take it on the go and you can still have the same sort of graphics and gameplay. I, although 
Um, and I let's hear the, hope depth. Yeah, um, I did read a thing today that Zelda alone, the Breath of the Wild game, takes up forty percent of the Nintendo Switch's entire memory. Just because alone. the Nintendo Switch's entire memory is like less than a Nokia is, cell phone. Yeah, it's really. Is tiny. that true? And that's it's what I was wondering gigs. because he yeah, was bringing up not. the fact that some people might just get a couple of these consoles. But I'm just wondering, you know, say yeah, sure, Zelda, the one that they premiered with, is like a super, you know, holds a lot of space. But what about just like normal games? How much space does that hold? Is the extra sixty percent enough for a normal gamer, or do avid gamers need to get more than one console? Well, did they talk about uh, expansion memory? Are there SD cards for it? Did they talk about that? Correct. USB right. style connections to I'm, like I'm terabyte externals. Because um, if you can throw a 256 gig SD card in there then you know well, I mean you can with the 3DS I mean they have the uh, input yeah. for the SD card so That's I imagine true. They, and they uh, definitely touched idea. in their press conference on the fact that they took something from every console they've made because yeah. you know they've introduced everything the buttons on the top like they said mm -hmm. you know motion touchscreen they were the first in every single advancement yeah. aside from disc play so oh, well. <laughs> I was really surprised when I checked out today because you guys touched on it, too. Like I when I, you know, was paying for it at the end and the guy gave me the total, which I think it was like three twenty, um, you know, after taxes and everything. I was like, that almost seems like criminally cheap for how cool for, this thing for is a brand right. new system and for stuff. a brand new system. And the two guys working there that I know fairly well. So they, you know, were being kind of casual about it. They both said, you know. Honestly, it seems a little overpriced for the what system. It is. Yeah, for yeah. what it is. And that's insane to me because I just looked it up and yeah, it's a hundred dollars more than the N sixty four was, but that was nineteen ninety six. Mm -hmm. And adjusted for inflation, it's it's essentially it's the exact same cost. Yeah. I, I was looking at some of those inflation prices like with the Atari back in the seventies and stuff. Yeah. Some of those old systems were like Two hundred dollars, one hundred and fifty bucks, and mm -hmm. today they were like seven hundred dollars. Yeah, because of inflation. Yeah, it was like CDI prices. Yeah, yeah, nuts. Um, sorry, uh, I, I also have um our our first. This is gonna be our first episode where we have a call in guest, and uh, he's actually gonna be the new second co host on the show. If everything goes well today with this call in, it's gonna he'll uh, he'll jump on and do most of the main twist my arm shows with us, Jesse. Um. You guys have heard a few episodes. He was on the Rogue One special as well with Nate and Travis. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to have him join us and uh, talk shit every weekend. So I'm just kind of trying to figure out when uh, he wants to get on this. He's only going to be on here for a minute. We'll probably get his thoughts and stuff on the games and, and what he's doing. And then uh, after after he's done, we'll, we'll watch the, the trailers of, of a couple things. Um, but moving on with the Switch information, uh, it does, let's see, uh, the, the graphics are not too bad. It has a 256-core Maxwell graphics processing and octa-core processor. That is all foreign to me. Does anybody know anything about those? Anybody computer? Octa stands for eight. I mean, that means I've got to have eight cores. I know that my PC operating enough to run at Fallout runs on six. So. Okay. It's also... Like, I mean, here's something I can tell you about the well, processor. It's also going to be f able to play 4K Ultra HD videos. 
really? video playback. I did well, that's got to that. be quality graphics uh, card then, because yeah. 4K is you know cutting that's edge cool. or whatever, and better yeah. than 1080. So it has a uh, very cool. It has an HDMI 1.4 output, um, so we'll only be able to play 4K video at 30 FPS, which is still, I mean, for Nintendo. <laughs> so the processor, the processor runs at two different clock speeds. Whether it's docked or whether you're using it as a portable, I believe so. And yeah, I think that once you take it off the dock and mm-hmm. make it portable, it runs a little bit slower. It's it's actually substantially so. It's about half. Is it? But it's it's powering a much smaller screen. Shit. Sure. Okay. And yeah. so you know, it's it's kind of designed to do that. So yeah. you know, the only concern people really have with that is that developers have to program it that way. They have to program for the high end system. And then, you know, allow yeah. it to be downclocked. You know, it seems like there's a lot of room for, uh, like, expansion. There's a lot of room for expansion. Um, in that, what is that from? God damn it. Dark Knight. Sorry. <laughs> Aggressive expansion. Sorry, Joker. Um, anyway, <laughs> the it seems like there's a lot of, of room for upgrades and stuff and, like, improvements to the system and the software. You know, like... If they stick with this system, because I honestly think that with this coming out, it's going to be the death of the DS. Like, they're not going to be doing it's much with 3DS DS anymore. sales have sort of flatlined. Oh, I'm sure. So. And, uh, I mean, they already fucking kiboshed the Wii U. The only thing they're coming out with for that is Zelda, because they want people to, like, buy their shit. It's only because they promised it. Yeah, and they want they want people to buy their backstock of everything. That Which Zelda are they doing? The Breath, of, Breath the of the Wild. It, on Wii? It was Wii supposed Wii to be a Wii okay. U game. Right, and then they just fucking halted sure. it for so long. Okay. Which I'm I'm grateful for. I'm excited for this game. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. oh yeah, 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 no. We're definitely diving into um, that. <laughs> yeah. So, on top of Zelda, I just want to go into the games that are going to be available, the launch titles. Yeah, let's go through this great line. Like, we'll talk about Zelda separately, but go through the other quality launch titles. They're, I mean, they're not bad. You got um, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, 1-2 uh, Switch. Does it, do you know anything about that? I hear uh, it's a, a pretty lame game, it? like where it's, again, a, like a Wii-type game Is where you actually play... Like you know, the bowling the and stuff. No, um, I did understand it was to be something like that, but it was more of a motion type game that you played with the sticks rather than like a gaming. Yeah, experience. we should really probably honestly watch the trailer for that because it's hard to explain it other than just saying lame and like sure. that doesn't do it justice. Um, it's really weird, man. I mean, maybe I'm just not getting it. Maybe you need to see it in person. The way I understand it's a, a friends type game, one of the multiplayer aspects of the system where you're actually supposed to play it with other people. Oh yeah, absolutely that sense. I don't know if I could see myself playing this game with other people. I just hope they didn't bring that function from the 3DS where you had to yell as loud as you could at the system for it to activate certain aspects of the game. That was absolutely yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> Playing, you know, uh, Phantom Hourglass, or it might have been. Yeah, it was Phantom Hourglass. Having to yell actually, like, or blow into the actual Wii, Wii in the DS. Yeah, yeah to actually that. try to get these candles to go out. I was like, "Are you kidding me they with had this?" They in old Super Nintendo controllers too. Yeah, yeah. I they never had to blow in one U. of them. That's you have ridiculous. No, oh, it's in the DS. You blow into the microphone. Yeah. screaming in the microphone whatever to actually put out the candles i was like oh my god I'm and then you have to catch a guy by yelling hey at him but you can't just say hey you actually have to literally like yell at him. <laughs> so if you're playing it in public you just kind of look 
you well, know. Well, and what if you have ridiculous. like a, you're in an apartment, like you're just yelling <laughs> like at your TV? <laughs> I mean, people do it all the time. I oh, mean, yeah, I'm sure, if you've yeah. ever played Call of Duty, oh, some of the yeah, worst no. things that get said get said to that game. Josh can be very loud when playing whilst whilst playing video games. I try not to be too loud when I'm playing video games. Unless it's Final Fantasy. That game has been awesome. I, yeah, did, no, I that just fought the Leviathan the other day and was like awestruck. That game is a lot of fun. <laughs> we can talk about that all, like, you know, that's, yeah. a, that's a whole nother separate, I could talk about that all day. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm, I'm now looking up the, God, I'm, I'm doing all this stuff from my phone, so it's taking me a second, but I'm looking up the, uh, really? the Switch actual titles. Like, I got, I got sent to, you know, those stupid, like, I got sent to a site and it was like, you've won $1,000, and I had well, to click on it to get you out. you got to so. take care of that, man. I know, dude. <laughs> Really you know, because that's legit. I yeah, mean, he probably I mean, totally won a thousand dollars. Probably. That's how they tell you nowadays. It's on your. Everything's done on your phone. Well, yeah, <laughs> and and it, well, it pops up, and you can't like get out of it. Like that's how you know it's like legit. I think real. I. I think I have it pulled up here. So I was I was trying to look up one two switch too, and it looks like it's a face to face sort of game. Yeah, it's very strange. Weird. We really should watch a trailer for it. We'll um, it um, but then you got arcade archives. Oh, that's uh, to be determined. Uh, Arms, which is. I think that's a first-person kind of shooter thing. Um, I believe that's Isn't a it? boxing. That's like, oh, the boxing it's one. That's uh, right. if, if you've ever played Dive Kick, it's like a very weird fighting game with okay. you long robotic arms. I don't have any pictures right now. I'm failing at the podcast today. I can only it's assume that it's actually that. like uh, the nunchuck type game, like from the. It's actual exactly Wii. what it looks like. Yeah, um, I can only imagine. Um, and you got uh, the Super Mario Odyssey, which nice. looks. Awesome. We'll yeah. talk about that. We're, I want to watch that trailer for Is sure. Is that Christmas? I remember. Holiday. What? Uh, I heard Super Mario wasn't coming out until Christmas. No, it's 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 a launch title. No, okay. no, no, no. This, that's it's launch window. So here's how they're defining oh. it. Launch day. There's going to be four titles. That's it. Launch window. Yeah, I know. Uh, so that's the importance Zelda's of Zelda. Really Zelda is oh, going to be sure a, a system occupy, seller. Yeah. Um, but no, so okay, God, launch day is one two switch and Zelda, that. which we talked about, mm-hmm. Skyland Imaginators, and Just Dance 2017, and Just right? Dance 2017, because we all need to get on. seriously no, like yeah. I, obviously at least it's not Just Dance 2016, mm-hmm. right? Um, but and then, then the also in March, the also in March they have Has Been Heroes, which I don't know what that is. Uh, I am Setsuna which is already out on PS4, but is a pretty good uh, JRPG. Sonic Mania, which if you haven't seen uh, that, yeah, that looks right. awesome. Lego City Undercover, Super Bomberman R. What up? Snipper Clips Cut It Out Together. Anyone want to guess what that mark, is? Question mark? Question mark? Actually, <laughs> Snipper Clips Cut It Out Together exclamation point oh shit so it's gonna be like super good oh vasectomy training. my god <laughs> it's vasectomy training uh mario kart 8 deluxe which has oh. been confirmed to yeah. run yeah. in 1080p cool. at 60 frames per i'm second. sure that'll be super fun because nobody's that. played super mario kart before I mean, no but every every single title. like you know you get your, you get your new fucking um you know your new fucking tracks and like yeah. i mean it's isn't it the fun. same mario kart as they released isn't mario kart 8 again it's eight with all the dlc it runs at a higher resolution. It's got a couple extra tracks and a couple extra characters. Oh my god, three tracks! That's Can enough to buy a whole new system for. A sidebar I question. I've never played Mario Kart Eight, so I would totally do it. That would be fun. Can I ask a sidebar uh-huh. question though? Yes. 
Um, so remember before like the Wii came out and stuff like that, there was the iToy. Was that with PlayStation? Oh, yes, it was. PlayStation was that PlayStation? I the, yeah, move. the iToy. Well, it's, it was the iToy. So you put like, it was like a little camera on top of your TV that you put and like, you'd basically like, just like. That's the Xbox one. What? I don't no, know. No, initially PlayStation, sure PlayStation released an iToy, but then they realized it was garbage. Yeah, it was well, and then yeah. they went to the just move like. Right. And so I, I think iToy was like the OG thing, but iToy was one of the first things that was ever like actually interactive. And you like, you remember like the ninja game and shit? Like, <laughs> you fucking. Um, I uh, never actually owned one of those because, uh, well. What was that? Connect. Connect was, was the, the Xbox. Xbox. That was yeah. the one that was right. really good, right? Yeah, um, yeah Connect actually succeeded, whereas iToy failed hard. iToy did fail because difference. it definitely wasn't like as cool, but like there was some sweet ass fucking shit on iToy. That's I, fair. I never. I it never was. Saw the, I mean, well, uh, just just being that it was the first interactive, like actually movie game that censored you, and it wasn't like a controller that you held. It was all based on the camera. You remember? Yeah. So, I mean, well, I thought that was kind of neat. That's the whole thing to me with a game like Just Dance. I I would never play it, right? Mm-hmm. But I kind of understand how someone could play it on the Kinect. Yeah. I at least kind of understand right. that. Right. When you're just holding two Joy-Cons, like, what is yeah. that? What yeah, are you, you doing? You just move really quick. You got to move like them hips. Oh, my God. See, now, <laughs> they need to make DDR. Like It was like Zelda, how they... When when it, uh, Twilight Princess came out for Wii, how they made it seem like you had to like really swing the sword and stuff, and like I sat on my couch and beat that game just by like holding the remote in my hand and making a little jerk off motion, you yeah, know. Like, and, yeah, and you didn't really have to do much. Now Skyward Sword, when they put in the new like uh, Wii Mote Plus, yeah, yeah, that's what it was, and you had to actually you could actually like turn the sword mm-hmm. and like you know swipe it and, or like swing it the right way or like you had to get into a certain door by swinging the sword straight down and it was really cool in that aspect um and i'm, I'm hoping that the the switch still has that sort of thing you mm-hmm. know like where, where you get those you can still you can either play with the regular controller or you can play with the kind of wiimote sort of thing which is it ha- does have the wiimote kind of it's, okay. it's 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 like a wiimote feel you know it's got two different separate controllers for each hand okay whereas uh, nate you have a wii u i do did uh how was the controller for that uh the tablet controller is surprisingly comfortable honestly it's sad that that's i think another reason it didn't sell that well is the demo units you never really get a sense of just feeling it like floating free in your hands because oh, it's yeah. always tethered. Right. Sure. And like if more people could have just felt the comfort of just walking around with it, like it's a great controller. It honestly is. And that was kind of the prequel to the Switch now. Cause it is. Because they had the TV in it. And I remember when the Wii U came out, I was like, oh my God, you can take it out of your house and play it. And then, you and then found I found out, out I couldn't. couldn't. And I was like, God, how cool would that be if they mm-hmm. actually did that? I and thought the same thing. here we are. Thing. Four years later, talking about how you can take your fucking new Nintendo outside. And it's funny you bring that up because uh, as I am excited for the Switch, but I am wondering, will it be as comfortable as the Wii U controller? I wouldn't doubt it. I heard it's really lightweight from what I've read. Hmm. Heard. I don't think so. I don't hear anything. I read it all. If not better <laughs> than probably comparable, I would assume. Yeah, you would think so. I would. I would think so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is cut it out together here is that one of the games some puzzle 
I'm not really sure. I mean, you know, a game like that, it's it looks like something that should be on like an eShop. It's for it's for kids. You yeah, know? no, it does look like it is for kids. It would be yeah. something on like your elementary school computer in your computer yeah. class. And I mean, Nintendo's always been very good at. Yeah, you know, I guess I guess you gotta you gotta the consider the kid market, I suppose. And now I don't think they really hit on the older demographic very not well. Yet, I believe yet. that you know Sometimes Nintendo's the kids, you know, console, and then yeah. that's the more grown-up games are on Xbox and PlayStation. And PC. Uh, well, and that'll always be the case. But right. like, where's Metroid? Where's Castlevania? Like, you know, some and of those, those games. You know, F Zero. Fire Emblem Star is coming out for this system. Fire Star Emblem. Fox. And, yeah, I was going to uh, say, when was the last time they made a Star Fox game? For I could go for Star Fox and it 64. Was, uh, it was universally bomb. hated. Oh, yeah, like oh that's Fox. right. That's and I right. never played it. I want to, yeah. which <laughs> kind of brings me to another point. Like, if they want to make right by their people that bought Wii U's, they need to drop the price of Wii U games to like 20 bucks each right now. Yeah. Because no I would totally go pick up Star Fox, but not for... 60 bucks, 40 yeah. bucks. Totally. And that's the thing that like always gets me is that these old consoles, even like Xbox games can be still 50, 60 bucks yeah. just for regular Xbox. And it's like, well, how fucking old is that console, you know? Right. And so the fact that they're making it so affordable already is really exciting to me. The games are still 60 bucks a piece. And well, and the controllers <laughs> sure, are still like 80, 90. Yeah, yeah the controllers <laughs> are 80 outrageous. bucks. It's a fucking obviously straight so highway robbery, yeah. but it's not as bad as a lot of it's, the old other consoles that have come out in the past couple of years. At first glance, it doesn't look bad because you're like, oh, $300 for the system. And then you're like, oh, wait, I have to pay $80 for another controller to have someone else right. play with me. Well, when oh, you don't have friends. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. Well. You know. Or if you're like, you better go get your own fucking switch. But but yeah. I'm saying like with with me and Kylie, you know, we'll get the switch, and it's like we're gonna have to take turns, and I'm not gonna want to. All some shit. of the games you'll be hey. able to play with a Joy-Con <laughs> each. Said, yeah. We're also not gonna want to buy another eighty dollar controller can, either. Like. It has all the same buttons. Both On of them both do. Controllers. Yeah. Uh, the way I understand can. it, they didn't really show it so well in the demo that there is actually a left and a right toggle. Oh. Like. Yeah. Like there is. is but the one snaps into the bottom of it, so it so actually it's becomes seemingly an automatic two-player. It is because certain uh, titles, uh, I believe, it like yeah. Mario Kart, for example, okay. you can play just you can bust it out, and you have your turning, and then you have all your other buttons and your triggers on each Joy-Con. All right, that is yeah, great. That's fantastic. Because so yeah. one becomes two very easily, and apparently you can right. link up eight of them together. Really? Yeah. Like the, are they doing Bluetooth? I, I, God, I wish I had all this information on me right now. I'm not a hundred percent on no, actually, how it connects. It, it just connects. Sort of I believe it's local area networks. So I imagine it's through yeah, Wi-Fi. It's like I know FM the radio FM rolls uh, on Wi-Fi. Down. It's an unused <laughs> bandwidth, so they're yeah. just taking it back. Oh, that's funny. Um, God, there's a lot of games coming out for this system, like soon. You know, Super Bomberman is coming out. They're remaking Bomberman for this. They're doing a new Tetris game. Yeah. Ultimate Street Fighter 2. Hey, I mean, Tetris is the real reason anybody's actually buying this system. I know. That Tetris title will shit. sell forever. But Street Fighter, also the shit. Yeah, man. And like Nate said, the Sonic Mania. It's funny you bring that up, though, with uh, Tetris, though, because the Switch potentially has the possibility of being played Here in other aspect ratios like your phone. And that's how Tetris is meant to be played is vertically. This is the biggest thing, I think, for me when it comes to the Switch. The untitled Pokemon game that's coming out. Mm. Oh, my God. Okay. Can I just, like, <laughs> put a little... Like, I'm really hoping that this Pokemon game is going to be, like, open world. And that's... I mean, if... The, uh, man. 
They really should, because I think Pokemon has been around for s- too long so with the same long. style of gameplay. Absolutely, and yeah. it's been fun. Don't get me wrong. They, but they upgrade the graphics and like you know the people and the Pokemon and stuff. But I'm ready for a you know a Link style fucking absolutely Pokemon game mm-hmm. where you run around and catch things and whatnot. So that I, I, and and with it being a handheld and you know console system, that's even better. Because Pokemon has n- always been a handheld game. Unless mm-hmm. you, I mean, there's Pokemon Snap and Pokemon Stadium and like those other weird spin offs that they had on the consoles. But right. Like but those games were even more so just about the mini games, not the actual gameplay. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would say that most people who play those games are all about the mini games. Whatever, dude. <laughs> I always transferred my Pokemon over from red. Stadium because they had that little expansion pack on there. Yeah, you could plug the game game. Yeah, no, I loved it. Yeah, and you would have stadium super high Pokemon. Yeah, were way better than the ones in yep. Stadium. Oh fuck yeah, and you would just house. fucking yep. yeah, you would just dominate. Yeah, uh, Stadium Two was a lot better because it was a little bit more challenging. The first one you just put your lineup in from the Game Boy. Right, and you beat you've it been within like twenty years minutes. Old. Well, and basically, <laughs> if you have a strong lineup of your six or whatever, like yeah. you just dominate all the time, and like there's not really any strategy. Well, and I just I wonder yes. I wonder why they're not necessarily, as you mentioned, they didn't really talk about that game at all. No, it's it's so to be announced. When why it's not? Out. You know. I mean, unless they're just planning on having a steady stream of bombs drop between now and the time the system comes out, like I could because they they need this to be a hit. Well, with Pokemon Go happening right now and them doing a whole lot of stuff with that, I would assume that they're going to have some sort of super sweet shit going on. You know what? You know what I am thinking? It's going to be like Pokemon Sun and Moon revised for Switch. It's going to be more that sort of thing. Has anybody played Pokemon Sun and Moon? Yeah, Pokemon. I can't remember which one so I have. I have the like one with like the like cat thing on it. I think that's Sun. You like okay. the Pokemon um, too, whatever. I Pokemon do. I just I awesome. cannot get into Pokemon after <laughs> the initial 150. It became overwhelming. Yeah, I will admit that there I'm are the way page, too many. Same like, fucking page. No, like I'm playing the I'm playing through Sun right now, and like honestly, like my party is like. Uh, Grimer and Growlithe yes. and like you know because well, I just went and got all the Gen One Pokemon that I know. And Sun and Moon nice. is definitely fun because they have the variations of those original 151, just they like do. different like island type fucking Pokemon yeah. and shit, which is super cool. I think that's neat. But going back to you know what Josh was saying, it would be cool like you know to just like have some sort of just different you oh know, open definitely world, like. I, I don't I would not expect that to be the first Pokemon game that you see on it, but I would hope that they do that eventually. That's what I'm saying is it's probably going to be Sun and Moon 2. Because like I don't think it'll be Game Freak too. that does it. It is Game Freak. But I mean, this is, but I think when you see oh, a yeah, different it'll, Pokemon it'll game, it'll be more Nintendo. Here's Gearbox or somebody. It'll be somebody else. Um, Oceanhorn is coming to the Switch as well. Did you ever play Oceanhorn? Uh, never even it heard of it. PS4. What is that? It's just... it's. It's like Zelda for PS4. Really? It's really cool, man. I I bought it not too long ago, and I, I played through most of it. I haven't beat it yet. But that's the um, game that you bought not too long ago. That's what I just said, yes. Okay, and well, you I played just said, no, I couldn't remember. You haven't quite beat it. Um, so and you said it was coming to Nintendo? Yeah, it's coming to the Switch. Neato. So, okay. I mean, I, I hope they expand it a little bit. I, the game's pretty short as far as I can tell. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm almost done, and there's not a lot of hmm. things. It's like an introduction to the game, you know? But and there's it, some. It's a lot of like Zelda, and it is really neat. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. 
uh, just a lot of stuff coming out with this. I'm, I'm really stoked, and I'm really excited that you guys pre-ordered it, because Nate, especially, because you live really close. Yeah, you right? come over. Like, right, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'll, just, I'll just walk to your Hey, house. bring your Switch. Yeah. That's awesome. Hey, man, it's would supposed you, you want to be portable, right? Out? You could bring your Switch if you want. <laughs> bring the docking <laughs> bay, because <laughs> yeah. I want to watch it on a bigger screen, not your stupid little handheld screen. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> actually kind of like a missed opportunity. They didn't announce any, like, car docks for it, you know? Like, <laughs> Not yet. Play your switch uh, while driving. Chevy's gonna have some trucks come out that just have a little screen that folds out from the ceiling, and it's just a switch. You just hook up your. Nobody else is paying the attention. Google automated driving (laughs) needs to be mandatory. Oh man, yeah, I'm gonna send Chevy an email and be like, "Hey, you should do this," and you know, throw me some money for the idea. Or we could do Ford because Ford's better. Copyright Twist My Own Podcast, (laughs) 2017. (laughs) Don't take that idea. Say what? Copyright. We're going to take a break, and then when we get back, we're going to watch the Super Mario, what's it called? Odyssey, Odyssey trailer. And uh, we'll, we'll do a little uh, voiceover while we're watching it, and then talk a little bit about it. Um, do you guys have anything else you want to say about the Switch? And I have one random Pokemon question. Okay. Um, so Bulbasaur is the first Pokemon, right? Y- yes. Oh, now, later on in these Pokemon games, I understand they released something that came before Bulbasaur. Like a baby Bulbasaur, a different variation, a lesser evolution than I the very th- first Pokemon. I don't think that they. I don't think that they came out with babies for the starter Pokemon's. Well, or besides Pichu, obviously Pichu is are, a starter. Or a baby, are there babies, Nate? Uh, I mean, there's a bunch of baby Pokemon in Pokemon Go now. Right, but, but I don't not, think there's it's not starter. any for Charmanders right. or Bulbasaurs or Squirtles. But there is a little Pichu. So, yes. I mean, right. he is well, a technically just a starter Pokemon. wondering if there was something that became before number one now, because, you know, oh, yeah. they've jacked that whole story up so much. Yeah. No, it, it's definitely true, and that's what's frustrating. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on. So, yeah, taking a break. Um, we'll be back in uh, about a song or two.
Welcome back to the Twist My Arm podcast. Uh, I am Josh. I have Nate and Zimmer and Kylie. And now I have Jesse with us. Say hello, Jesse. Hello, Jesse. Hello, Jesse. <laughs> Jesse is with us via telephone. I finally got this to work. I'm yeah. so stoked about it. I'm um, impressed. That, it was a fluke, honestly. Beginner's luck. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, I'm really excited to see how it hears, you know, or how it sounds when you after you edit and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm sure it's gonna be just fine. Yeah, it's, no, I can hear him pretty good. It's picking up on uh, on this over here, so I think it's gonna be okay. You should make him sound like Excellent. a robot. Like a robot. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. you can make him sound like so many I fun could, things. I could do a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're gonna jump right into this. Jesse pre-watched the trailers, um, but we're gonna watch the trailers and you know kind of talk about them as as we're watching them um me and kylie have seen them i think everyone has seen them so there's not really much that's going to be surprising but it's still really cool to see especially the zelda ones so without further ado we are going to go with the super mario odyssey trailer and here we go first of all it starts and you see uh new donk city which is tight which nate just pointed out yeah good good eye right there right Dixie Street. Wait, that's what so city? New New Donk City. So it's like New York and, and Donkey ah. Kong. And there's a Dixie Street and right. there's a Diddy's Mart and yeah. <laughs> I mean already the graphics oh. are so good. Oh my gosh, his hair is adorable. It's awesome. <laughs> and as you said, like he is a plumber and we kinda have gotten away from that. So. I hope he gets hit by a car. <laughs> I hope that the whole game centers around a lawsuit of him jumping in front of a car. That's <laughs> yeah. his odyssey. <laughs> Well, my favorite thing about this, I just think it's so neat that they, like, you know, kept with the original Mario gameplay, but brought it to a modern, you know, relevant sort yeah. of, you know, environment. I think that's really neat. I mean, I mean it, it looks also, like it's going to be all over the place. I was going to say, like, right now, they're in the desert. Well, yeah, what is he in, like, what, Mexico in. right now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think what he's jungle. on is acid, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he starts in New York, drops a little bit of acid. Luigi. And that could be, I mean, with the mushrooms, it's not, like, a new concept. <laughs> But I mean, you got swimming. You pipe you got, underwater there too. You yeah, you closely. got the, the different. I mean, there's familiar characters. There's that looks like a turnip from Super Mario 2. Well, yeah, you got your different props that make you do different stuff, different kind of hats, sort of. Yeah. It's. Was I the only one who was kind of weirded out by like the actual human characters? Uh, yes. And stuff? Well, and they, they just did some little jump rope. There. With the that humans, was, yeah. They yeah. look like something <laughs> from Sonic Adventure, honestly. Like they look out of place. Um, but Bowser, on the other hand, like pimp Bowser, looks badass. Well, and yeah. I love, I love how Bowser's like scaly, like a dragon. Like he's always should have been. And yeah, no, it's definitely neat. And then there's the hat that you can jump on. Yeah. Which right, sells right. the game, in my opinion. Always riding a lion. That's what's up. But I love the different environments, which is very true to the different, you know, Mario. And they also show you several of the jumps that are featured in 64. Yeah. For sure. And in, um, you know, some of the other greedy ones. It's It just looks like it's going to be a new Mario 64. 
I'm a giant snapping turtle. Looks like they maxed out the nostalgia factor. Definitely. Absolutely. And again, with the Zelda game, which we'll talk about later. But yes, the nostalgia factor is huge, and I'm loving it. Yeah. So yeah, Super Mario Odyssey. That's it's not coming out with the actual launch, but it will be out. I think by the end of 2017. Yep. Holiday. I wonder Holiday. how they're going to do title. PC on interspecies marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that the the Peach and Bowser. Yeah. <laughs> the hell? Well, yeah. and then there was like all sorts of like terrible, different, dark little twists on that, and it's just yeah. uh, come on, guys. A bit. Mario's supposed to be cutesy. <laughs> and a thirty-ton flying dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and I'm going to marry this princess girl right here. Yeah. Against yeah. her will. <laughs> she, she likes but I mean, you got to commend Nintendo for sticking to their guns as far as, you know, we're a family game company. This is a family game. We're just going to keep making Mario and it's going to always be Mario. It's always going to be Mario. No rock. worries. Which yeah. is the, yeah, great. Yeah, there's no, they always change up the formula, but they never you know change who mario is well or don't what fix he's what's all not about, broken which is running and jumping exactly right. exactly yeah. everybody loves it i'm i'm super stoked to see how they incorporate the whole city aspect with the mario world i think that's so neat like well, is it going to be like the the mario movie where they go into some like portal <laughs> underneath <laughs> oh yeah it's one of those worlds just, oh. reality or is it yeah. like the mario world version of reality like, it's going to yeah, be a it dream was, it was just jarring and, i mean not in a bad way but it was right. kind of like whoa <laughs> they went. They went out of their way to show you. I mean, they they showed you wall jumping in there. They showed you the flip jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. The, like the honestly, you saw car. basically everything in there except for I don't know if I saw him ground pound, but I'm sure that's in the game. Oh yeah, I would sure. assume. So then like basically the, uh, all the good moves from Mario 64. Well, parkour started with Super Mario 64 jumping walls. So I mean, yeah, making parkour NYC. <laughs> yeah, um, which. <laughs> And I liked the the aspect of uh, twisting around the poles because yeah, he was jumping off the yeah. taxi and then he grabbed the light post and like did a flip around it and some gymnastics Mario shit. And it was uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited Grand about Theft that game Mario. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> Jesse, did you get to pre-order your Nintendo Switch today? <laughs> uh, you know me, I'm not the biggest Nintendo fan. I just got I just got my um, Nintendo 3DS with Pokemon Sun about two months ago. Oh, how's that so treating you? I'm, it's awesome, and I love it. And it is, it really does make me consider, you know, looking at the Nintendo consoles, just because those games you can plug in any time, and they're fun. There's right. no pressure. There's no grinding. It's just plug in and go. But um, I'm your... sure that I will be close enough to use a Switch when they come out. <laughs> That's uh, Zimmer's phone going off. Jesus, dude. Yeah. I, was <laughs> like, Damn, I, like, I assume that was Jesse getting attacked by some sort yeah, of like, one of those creatures from the, uh, the Doctor Who. Like, I, I honestly, I thought the Daleks had gotten you. The It wasn't actually even going off. It was just too close to the mic. Exterminate. Well, there's aliens in Loveland. (laughs) So, Jesse, what are your thoughts on the Switch? Like, now that you just got a a new 3DS, what do you think with it being a a console and to-go game? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm I'm interested. Um, It's... I don't know. Nintendo seems like the handheld thing has always worked really well for them. They have it on lock for sure. Um, Yeah. So it seems like a natural progression for them to try and incorporate that into their home entertainment consoles. Um, 
where they've always, you know, in America anyways, traditionally lagged behind Microsoft and Sony with their consoles. Right. Um, in Japan, I'm sure, you know, it's just every household has a Wii and a Wii U and will buy a Switch <laughs> and, and has some three, DS, three you know. DSs and, you know. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so I'm interested that they're incorporating that identity into their new console. Um, that having been said, the biggest issue that I'm seeing is still graphics. It's still graphics. I it's, get it. You know, it's bright, it's colorful, it's happy, yeah. but there's something about it. It's it's just not well, we up were, to snuff. We were and just I, reading. It's it's gonna have the 4K Ultra um, video playback. So very cool. And then it is an HDMI, you know, output input, um, and it's uh, right. It's, it's basically running the processor of a PS3 or an Xbox 360. I think he's more trying to touch on like the like the fact that it's not gritty, the animation. Sure, and yeah, I think a lot of people will have cartoony. a lot of problems with that. I'm sure, is right? But right, the cartoony look. Like, okay, okay. So like when Mario jumps into the water and everything, right? In yeah. that particular trailer, like I'm really sorry, but that is PlayStation two or three level water. Sure, like, but you know, I I feel like and see like like we were talking about before with especially with the Mario and the Zelda that we're gonna watch. Um, it's it's really seems to be touching on the nostalgia factor, and so for a lot right. of these people, it might be really exciting that it's kind of you know like it was before. Right. Whereas a lot of people and are I've... going to have qualms with the fact that it's not as you know like final you know we got the final new Final Fantasy game on our fucking PS4. Like the graphics are amazing. It's not going. <laughs> well, to be I like think that. to that it's just to not. extend on that i think it's more the old school gamers like our age now the ones that are having families and kids and like in right. you know early 30s you want to share that with your family they love these new nintendo games yeah. because of the nostalgia factor exactly. but then you got the kids well, that are like 16 17 they're like fuck that those graphics suck i can't play oh, right Call of Duty right on it exactly or and kids or whatever. and and it's a double-edged sword because kids that that are you know kids now <laughs> kids these yeah. days kids, um, kids these days <laughs> they, they didn't they didn't come up from you know pixels like we did right like, right they started playing playstation 2 yeah so like their first experience with games is a 3d environment so yeah. you know not to sound like an elitist or anything but i feel like we have a right to complain about bad graphics but, and they don't you know like, and, it, it's, and it's like <laughs> the, if you look at it like the 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 playstation had like certainly like technically superior games to the nintendo 64 like it did and there was no question at times well like, nintendo at, was stingy about looking who at they the let PlayStation. Make games. <laughs> but at the same time like right. some of those 64 games have aged a lot better because they were just oh, like yeah. they were kind oh, yeah. of contained. Fully, they had a full art style that was executed within it it wasn't this mishmash and like as nice as You're some right. of the new games look they're kind of, you know, a little bit of a mixed bag. And whereas I with Zelda, you know, I expect every piece of that game world to look like it belongs there. And like oh, it's yeah. weathered. And yeah. Like it really, yeah. And it, it ties everything together. And, yeah. So, you know, it's, That's a really, it's, it's a really good point. It yeah. just depends on, you know, how seriously the third party developers take it. Because if they're just using you know, the same techniques that they might use to approach a PlayStation 4 game, then yeah, that's it's could be rough. 
Well, and go, going yeah. back, like, you know, we are the generation of the 90s of sorts, you know. Kind of. Um, well, no, I know you guys were like, some of you were born in the 80s, but you were like conscious in the 90s. Come on now. I was conscious for parts of the 90s, absolutely. You know what I yeah. mean? And like, you know, a 90s nostalgia is like a thing that people talk about all the time. And I think it's really important that they are bringing all these like really, really important 90s games back. And, you know, not only just like bringing in the old concepts, but bringing new life to it. And it's just. It's, it's really, it's a lot of fun. They I'm did. I think. Excited. I think it's time right. now for them to move on from that. They did bring in the the Nintendo, like the NES, um, tiny version. That's 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 great nostalgia right there. You get that yeah. little NES with the three games, and like, yeah. let's move on from that. I see where Jesse's coming from, where you want to move yeah, on. Yeah, and, and like, that's where I'm better. at. Like, I love the aesthetic of the Zelda world and of the Mario world, and right. I totally understand their use of it. But I agree with you, like. You know, okay. How about you know a new property or a new yeah. character, or and something, that's something you know? that Nintendo I, or, has said that they're going to allow just give me a, a lot new more. Metroid. Yeah, just give me a new Metroid. Well, yeah. all I want. well obviously, new Metroid will <laughs> yeah. be. But going back to what you're saying, Jesse, like, okay, so like you have a Mario game or a Zelda game. What would they have introduced as a new character? Don't you think people would be super upset to have somebody that's not Mario or Link? I mean, we saw. Oh that with no, Luigi's no, no! I mean, mansion. I mean, I'm talking about a new property, like yeah, like okay, um, okay. And totally have, new hero in a different world that you know. Okay, that's like maybe Mario. Yeah. Looking, looking at that, sure. this is a perfect example. Oceanhorn. That's what I was gonna say. The Ocean Switch is, Horn is, very is bringing Oceanhorn to the Switch, and they're it seems like they're doing a lot more third party games. Um, so let's let's bring close to that. Let's let's watch this Zelda trailer really quick. Um, and talk about that while while we still got Jesse on the phone. Did you see this one yet, Jesse? <laughs> Yes, I did. I watched. Okay, well, we're gonna. You watched the one from yesterday, right? Yeah. I think. All right, tight. We're gonna do this. Here we go. Breath of the Wild is what it's called. Let's do this. First of all, I was super stoked just to press play on a New Zealand <coughs> trailer. <laughs> <laughs> the entire reason I pre-ordered one. Yeah. I know. Exactly. And just starting this trailer, like Jesse was saying with the Mario water, the Zelda water looks pretty legit. I yeah. see what he is and saying, I, though. I, mean, I think that's an aesthetic choice. Yeah. You're definitely sure. right. And I, it, again, it isn't you know quite as impressive as the Final Fantasy game that we've been playing. But well, that's it's Final still Fantasy puts incredibly all in gorgeous. You know? <laughs> well, Final Fantasy has always been known for their incredible graphics. Yeah. I want to know Final how, Fantasy movie, you know? how butchered does the Wii U version of this look. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, I'm curious about that as well. Also, do they keep almost revealing a Deku tree in this trailer? Yes. Oh God! Yes, Is that well, what I keep so, almost seeing? Yes. There's so many Easter eggs in here, and I'm just so incredibly excited that they're bringing so many new. This whole the, old, the draw distance know? is insane. And the, yeah, the whole like the, that pan in when you see Link standing on that mountain is incredible. Well, you see the whole landscape of the mountains and the. And here in a couple seconds, you see Death Mountain. You see Ganon's yeah, castle is, yeah. from Ocarina of Time, like. Which makes you wonder what era of Zelda. And we were talking about exactly. that. Well, hang on, let's let's wait for that. Okay, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll wait until this uh, this finishes up. And they're talking in this one. They did talk in Skyward Sword, but it seems like this one's gonna be a little more. This is a full-on story. Yeah, which is what we want. Right. That's. I, w I want it to be. But see, look, there's Ganon's fucking castle. Oh, oh yeah. my god, just like. That, that scene with Ganon like fucking riding his horse around the castle, making that dark cloud is so tight. It is so fucking intense. 
all the monsters and like these new gadgets and shit, dude. Well, there's like the uh. big old piggies and like. <laughs> Not to mention the music is fantastic. Yeah, it's really cute. As always. I know. Yeah, it's. <laughs> it's, it's really hard to find a way to describe. I mean, this it just looks absolutely phenomenal in if every every aspect. It's if there's any listeners that haven't watched this trailer. It definitely oh my god, it. check it this out. This totally is a Deku tree. That tree was talking yeah. to that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. the Deku tree. It, there was Death Mountain there for a little bit. There's, you know, all sorts of different things. Like, even the little fucking sponges that you, like, have to fucking slingshot and make them all, you know? Like, you see all the same things. Zelda Why is he not wearing a green tunic? See, and they started that in Skyward Sword, too. He didn't wear a green tunic at first, but right. then you get the hero's clothes after a minute. So I bet it's the same sort of thing. She looks exactly, you know, she looks very reminiscent of Ocarina of Time Zelda, you know what I mean? Like, whereas different Zeldas, they look very distinct. She looks a lot like that. Well, and they specifically mention time, don't they? He says something like a hundred years ago. Exactly, exactly. And there's fucking King Daruna right there. There's the fucking fairy. Like, there's fucking the Gerudo fucking chick. Come on now. (laughs) This is way cool. <laughs> Highly stoked. I'm so excited. Overload. <laughs> Those Zoras look pretty sick. Dude, they really do. I, I, honestly, and I, like, there's a lot of things that you're like, oh my god, being like, you know, have playing all these games. I recognize this. I recognize this. But of course, there's a bunch of new, th- new things, and it, I'm just incredibly fucking stoked. <laughs> all right. So, and yeah, that that trailer. I mean, that that brings. That's a system seller. It, it is, for sure. And at the end, he says... It's uh, what happened. At the end of this trailer, it says, Link, open your eyes. And what is the first thing that they say it, yeah, that Navi remember, says in Ocarina of Time? Yeah, she says, open your hey. eyes, Link. <laughs> this kid is incredibly listen, lazy. Listen! Hey! hey. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, wake up, you know? Water. <laughs> so, Jesse, what are your initial thoughts on the trailer? Uh, agree a hundred percent. It's a system seller. Um, it's one of those, especially if you watch it in quick succession with the Mario trailer. Yeah, it's sort of that reassurance to all the points that I was. Well, making. That, that's like, why we watched the Mario down. trailer first. The graphics are fine. <laughs> yeah. you know everything will look great. Right, it can handle whatever it needs to handle. Look at this draw distance. Look at like you were saying. You know, look at the scale of everything. Look at the complexity of yeah. everything. It looks beautiful. It's, and it's amazing to me that they finally decided to give yeah. us an actual articulated voice acted story. Yeah. I'm Thank excited you, about that Nintendo. for sure. Cause whoa, like whoa, I, whoa, 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 they did whoa, have whoa, it in Skyward whoa, Sword, a few of the yeah. like talking things, and but it wasn't right. full on like See, that. So, I, I think that is definitely so my, neat, but I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, it's different. <laughs> tell like, me that there's at least one character though, that just shows up and looks at him and goes, I am error. And then just walks away. Oh, I hope so. What That'd the be hell so was awesome. that all Guaranteed. about? <laughs> I'm sure. It'll so, be full of Easter eggs. Yeah. But so my initial reaction after watching both of them back to back was Grand Theft Auto Mario. Because <laughs> he's in the real world. Yeah, and yeah. Smashing yeah, totally. cars and stuff. And then um, the Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim Zelda. Sure, <laughs> sure. Like, Skyrim which, Master Sword. Which I am totally, totally down for both of those things. They yeah. both sound really great. Like they they seem to have learned a lot of RPG lessons um, over the last few years and probably incorporated those like it really looks very open world. I mean, I can't. You know, speak to that because right, I'm not it is, sure, and that's they've, they've definitely said world. that it is going to be open world. Nate, what are your thoughts on this? 
first like when you first saw the trailer what what did you think yeah no as i mean as i said i was kind of watching the whole broadcast kind of unsure about whether i was going to get it on day one and then mario definitely made me certain i was going to get it for sure and then seeing zelda i mean just you were throwing looks, cash at your phenomenal. computer <laughs> it, I, I legitimately was i wish that i could have uh gotten the collector's edition of uh of breath sure. of the wild but uh it's Those gonna so- be a fun game i think and it's a if it is the only quality game that's out for a couple months, at least it's a game that seems like it's going to have dozens of hours. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Gonna You're going to be entertained for a little while. As long as you don't get a strategy guide with it and you just play it. See, I'm I'm the purest still when it comes to – I'm not – it's like with Final, Final Fantasy. I'm going through it without a strategy guide. I'm not looking on the internet. That's – Always what I do with Zelda games, and it always takes way longer to beat games like that. I was so, going to say, it probably triples your playtime yeah, right there. As long as you <laughs> play it the right way, and you're not, I, I consider looking see, at strategy guys cheating, to be honest with I you. I really <laughs> respect that. I think that's awesome, but me, just as myself, being an OCD kind of person, you like to have it's it all. really important to me to like get all the, like, the little Easter eggs and the little <coughs> tiny things and the little perks, you know what I mean? Like sure. that's, just, that's just kind of the way that I play games. I like to be I like complete. It. Yeah. Exactly, you know, and uh, sure, it might it might be cheating a little bit for sure. I definitely agree with that, but I just like going by and not like and knowing that I'm not getting all the things really like bothers me. <laughs> and that's what that's what that's what adds all those extra hours is going and finding all that exactly, shit. Exactly, exactly. Zimmer, what are your right. thoughts on this too. initial reaction here? My initial reaction is like, how many times is he going to shove that master sword back in that pedestal before he realizes, hey, homie, I should probably be walking around with this thing on my just hip because it. it just keeps happening over and over and over. I'm going to just hold on to it this time. Well, that's what Zelda is, though. They, they can literally do whatever they want, throw it at the wall, and if it sticks, great. If it doesn't, oh, well, they'll buy our next one anyway. Um, it looks yeah. like they actually really tried with this one as where they didn't try so hard with like a link between worlds or what do we call it? Triforce Heroes for the low. Oh, my God. Yeah. That tragedy. Well, <laughs> what I'm really curious about is to, like, you know, I, I want to know the linking factor between the games. So, like, what happened I'm, as we're Ocarina As we're talking right now, I'm looking that up. So, Kylie, what are your first thoughts about this? When you first saw the trailer, sum it up in uh, two sentences. Okay. <laughs> well, I was incredibly excited. Um, Ocarina of Time is my favorite Zelda game. Not, not Well, honestly, my favorite game. And I was just, like, really excited that there was a lot of elements of that, plus new things. Yeah, and so, moving from that, um, I just want to give a little brief timeline thing, because I'm always interested in where the uh, games fit into the Zelda timeline. Um, so, Skyward Sword was the very beginning of, of of Zelda, and then it went to Minish Cap. If any, Did you guys play Minish Cap? I did not. Fucking love that game. I did. Get an emulator and play it, because it's fucking great. Um, it's very good. Yeah. Uh, Four Swords was always fun. And then, uh, so then, yeah, so after Minish Cap was Four Swords. And then after Four Swords was Ocarina of Time. This is where it gets crazy. Because after Ocarina of Time, the timeline splits, basically. And it goes into three different timelines. Three, not two, but three. So the first timeline is the hero is defeated. So that's if Ganondorf or Ganon kills Link, that timeline. And that goes... Um, Starts with, so this is a link to the past uh, for Super Nintendo, and then Oracle of Seasons and Ages, Link's Awakening, and then the old NES games, Legend of Zelda and Adventure of Link. Link doesn't die in those. No, games, no, no. This but is the but this is succeeds in creating the Dark Realm. No, this is this is official um, Nintendo canon timeline stuff right here, and this is how they broke it up to to have it make sense. In Ocarina of Time, when he 
pulls the sword out and goes forward in time and backwards in time, it splits the timeline of Zelda into three different timelines. But at what Wait, point just, does just, Link actually die? He well in in this certain timeline, in this particular timeline, it's in the final battle. Ganondorf kills Link, and uh, you know whenever you're when fighting you're him castle, in Hyrule Castle, yeah. And so then that's what you know gets linked to the past Oracle of Seasons. So then the second timeline is the hero successful and he defeats Ganon, but he stays a child, right? So he stays a kid. He like goes back and keeps living his life after he defeats Ganon. Um, and that goes to Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, and the Four Swords Hyrule Adventure. So then the final timeline, and this is where Breath of the Wild is supposed to take place. It's Ganondorf is sealed. So Ganondorf is sealed away, not killed. In in the last timeline, Ganondorf is killed. In the so, first timeline, so Link is killed. So adult Link conquered. Yes. Sealed so him. adult Link seals Ganondorf away and then stays an adult and keeps going. So then you know a couple hundred years after Ocarina is Wind Waker, and if you remember Wind Waker, um, halfway through the game you go into the actual ocean and see the Temple of Time and you see Hyrule Castle and and all that stuff. So. So then after Wind Waker's Phantom Hourglass and supposedly Breath of the Wild is is in between when either Wind Waker and Phantom Hourglass or Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks. So are they going to end up touching on uh, Zelda becoming a pirate princess? Because <laughs> that's legit. Maybe. <laughs> but if there's like a couple the there's a couple screenshots of Breath of the Wild that show the original Ocarina Temple of Time. Ru- like, oh, like really? ruins. So, yeah. Yeah. There's there ruins so of the temple. There's so many different like little pieces of just OG Ocarina of Time. And that's, I mean, they do the same thing in Wind Waker. It's kind of like the original Temple of Time. Jesse, did you ever play Wind Waker? You ever play uh, Wind Waker. Yes, I did play Wind Waker actually. And so, yeah, you go. I just had to remember which one it was. You go underneath the ocean. <laughs> yeah. You go underneath the ocean yeah. and you go, For into, like 10, years. you go into Hyrule Castle and it looks almost identical yep. to the Ocarina Hyrule Castle. Then you go to the Temple of Time, and it's the same thing. It's just ruins. You know, it's the ruins of the places, but they look exactly alike. So Breath of the Wild is supposed to kind of continue on with that, which I think is really cool. Um, it's just, it's this could create a whole new set of stories where, you know, Ganondorf comes back from being sealed away again. Well, and then, you know, terrorizes I'm incredibly everyone. excited Why to you see go? how they like, you know, because they talk about the hundred years that have passed. Why? What happened? Why did Link have to come back? Why did Ganon come back? Well, you know? it's I'm really excited Link, to know all Link and Ganon always come back in the and form then, of like reincarnation. <laughs> it's exactly, always a descendant. Exactly. So, but like, like, I'm really excited to see, you know, how this story plays out. You know, how they kind of put the pieces together. Sure. I hope Ganon shows back up like cryogenically frozen inside of a giant big boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's I just, just hope that's like an hour-long battle and that it is just a true epic boss oh, battle sure. that is, you know, a skilled fight, not you know one of these, like, be. you get to it and it's like, I hit the guy three times. And he how many How many final it boss looks more battles skill based than than I don't know. Based. Ocarina of Time, that was a cake. Mm, kind of. The first time you played it was a cake? <laughs> Did you have a strategy guide when you played it? No, I just rocked that just, game. Yeah. I mean, it was honestly easy. What about Twilight Princess? Uh, see, I didn't actually get through Twilight Princess. That, I just realized we own a Wii. I haven't. And that boss mm. battle is incredible. Did you ever play that one, Jesse or Nate? Did you guys play Twilight Princess? Uh, that was the one where you had the like uh, the wolf, wolf right? Yeah, I yeah. got about halfway through. I actually really liked it. Just never finished it because my Wii crapped out. What about you, Jesse? 
Um, I did not play uh, Twilight Princess. Um, uh. And unfortunately, on that note, I actually have to get going. But oh, yeah. if, if well, I could leave you with one last thought, um, if you guys haven't talked about it or haven't watched it, go check out the Breath of Fire trailer. Breath of Fire. Okay. I, or sorry, not Breath of Fire. Uh, Fire Emblem. Oh, okay. <laughs> Get my Japanese Fire RPGs mixed up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Word. go check out Fire Emblem. Um, I played a ton of Fire Emblem back in the day. I had it on my Game Boy Advanced even. Okay. And it's an awesome strategy game. Like nice. very, very old school, very turn-based, but it's really cool. Um, give that a look. And also, um, yeah. And then, um, you know, keep in mind, just you know play destiny instead so <laughs> i'm not gonna do that but thanks for uh yeah, doing yeah. this thanks for doing this test run with the uh phone in now uh now we can actually officially get you on the next episodes of twist yeah, my arm for, that was the, fun. for the additional co-host so very cool very much so glad look, to help yeah look forward to having you on the show uh all the time definitely so uh Me we'll, too. we'll uh we'll talk soon and you have a good night at work and have fun at work stuff, so. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Will do. Thank you. Yeah. See you Good later. to hear everyone. See ya. Bye. Farewell. Later. All right. So I did. I am very interested in that Fire Emblem game. I'm. Um. I've. I've never really played any of those. I'm getting more into these RPG games. I've never played a Final Fantasy game until yeah. now. And um. It's. It's extremely turn based, including your movement. Well, I don't know about the newest one, but Fire Emblem as a game is generally move one tile move two tiles okay um so it's turn-based as in everything you do is turn-based sure. not just sure. the battle scenes you run across become turn-based so it's like dungeons and dragons uh yeah like, and with it a is video game well i mean older fire emblem games sure. though, were, i believe the fire emblem pride that i played on the uh, nintendo gamecube oh with that the pizza's here zimmer's gonna get the pizza so <laughs> God, everyone's leaving. Nate, what do you think about Fire Emblem? Are you stoked about that? Did you ever play the Fire Emblem games? Uh, I did not know that there was one coming to the Switch, but that is awesome. He went to the wrong door. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did not know that there was one coming to the Switch, yeah, but that is, is awesome. I mean, like I said, they they should do more to talk about some of the games that like more hardcore gamers would get excited about because that's... For sure. An RPG that I could come home and play on the big screen and really get into and enjoy and Fuck then, yeah. you know, take with me on the go, um, on business trips, everything like that. Like, that just sounds awesome. Right. It's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see if they make more adult-friendly games to see if Nintendo goes in that direction, you know, and on, on the account of them not really showing any games it seems like nintendo has kept a lot of stuff close to the chest anyway yeah um i mean the switch is it's released in two months less than two months and they just now announced the release date playstation 5 already has a release date like not a release date but at least right. a, a time <laughs> they're like it's gonna be you know 2018 2000 or 2019 in the fall or whatever like nintendo denied even having a new system in development until a couple of months ago right and now it's re- releasing in a month and a half. It's like they they really sprung it on us fast, and so very true. I think that's h- kind of how they're gonna do with most of the games. They're gonna be like, "Oh, surprise! Here's a sick Pokemon game. Play this for the rest of your life." I hope so. So I hope that's exactly what they say. Yeah, no shit. Um, or until we release a new one, and you can play. Oh wait, that hang on. Sorry, let me life. unmute you. I unmuted you. I muted you. Sorry. Oh, or until <laughs> they develop a new one, so you can go buy that and play that for the rest of your yeah, life. Yeah, that's true very true um yeah so let's uh 
You know, this is a, I wanted to keep this episode kind of short. I just really wanted to talk about the basics of the Switch and go through that and kind of check out the trailers and get everyone informed about, you know, the new Mario game and the new Zelda game. And I let's uh, let's close this out with um, anticipation level. Let's do on a scale of one to ten. We'll start with Nate. Actually, let's start with Zimmer. Nate's got some pizza. <laughs> He's getting all ready. I know you're chewing, but <laughs> Nate's still got to get too. ready. So. <laughs> Zimmer, on a scale of one to ten, what is your anticipation level? Now that you have ordered the Switch and you've watched the trailers and you're ex- you know what to expect, what's your anticipation level? Overall, I'd have to say I'm like anticipa- anticipation level four, and I know that's pretty low, wow. honestly. And Damn. you're thinking like, yeah, you went out and pre-ordered that for a game that you're just hooting and hollering over about. My thing is, is that I'm afraid like all Nintendo based games and consoles that it's just not going to have the titles and the attention grabbing features that or you know, gameplay that I actually want. So I'm going to buy this $300 console, this $100 game. I'm going to beat it twice, never touch it again. Yeah. Well, you know, hopefully... Hopefully they do with the talks of having more third party games and more developers coming in to make games. Hopefully they they, you know, tend to that request because because yeah. uh, everyone has been clamoring for that for years. Nintendo's track record doesn't give me high hopes for the longevity of the system. No, well, we'll see. I mean, the DS lasted for a long time, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I'm, bought one, played it for two weeks and haven't touched it again. Yeah. Well, and that may be true. And that may be true for the Wii You're also well, a busy adult. But are we still talking about Nintendo 64? Yes. Are we still talking <laughs> about NES? Yes. <laughs> like, it's true. The, I mean, those older systems definitely, and we even exactly. has held up the test of time. Nate, and what is your anticipation level on a scale of one to ten? So, I mean, definitely not a ten. Like I said, if they would come out and just reveal all their cards, it might be a little higher. Sure. Probably like a seven. Um, as I said, the only reason being is the lack of games for the first year. But uh, what I will say is that. Um, it's definitely going to be fun. It's going to have those good like first-party games. That's pretty much a guarantee at this point. And, uh, you know, I mean, they're going back to cartridges, which, again, is something I wish they would Super stress tough. more. Like, yeah, you're talking about a system with no load times and everything yeah. like that. I mean, We'd talk about that more if we knew more about it. We if just we knew more about how it's going to function. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. But it's, I mean, it's exciting. And I think that... Uh, you know, other than the lack of launch titles, once it's been out two or three months, it's going to be a really cool system. For sure. What about you, Kylie? What's your anticipation level? Um, I would say probably about 8 out of 10. I'm very excited about this game in particular because it's very reminiscent Zelda. of Ocarina. Which is, Zelda. Yeah, Zelda, yeah. Okay. Um, which is very reminiscent of my personal favorite game, Ocarina of Time. There's <laughs> a lot of new things, which is very exciting. Um, the reason that it's not 10 out of 10 is mostly just because I'm very busy and I work a lot, you know, sure. and I'm very excited to play this game. I'm just trying to maneuver my life so that I can actually give it attention. Sure. <laughs> I I will say my anticipation level is probably about a nine. Um, I've been sucking Nintendo's dick since I was six. Oh, yeah, so me too. Like, oh, yeah. I've, I've always anticipated every single system that's come out no matter what it was. The Wii U, the only reason I didn't buy it was because I didn't have any money. I was still stoked about it. Um, I mean, even still, I'd still probably buy the system just to play some of the games that came out for it. Uh, even even though I've heard it's shit, you know, even though from so many different you know reviewers and friends that have one, they've said that it's not really worth it. 
Um, but like I said, I'm, I'm stoked for everything that's going on with this. Um, there's, seems like there's a lot of opportunity here. Um, there's a lot of room to grow for Nintendo. Uh, they're, you know, they're already partnering up with, with Apple and the iPhones and stuff with Super Mario Run and Pokemon Go. So it'll be exciting to see what they do with that. If they do any, any more phone stuff like, like, you know, battle battlefront and, and those first person shooter games have the little, uh, apps that you can download. And I think on, on battlefield, or something like that you could get an app on your tablet and someone can control like the air support on their tablet while you're playing the game so if they you know if they get incorporate some of that sort of stuff into the multiplayer things like you can play two players with mario kart and your friend is controlling the fucking turtles that are getting thrown out or trying to show you different items or like you know you know anything anything to like just add more just get with the times it seems like nintendo is finally starting to to catch up and and i don't know get get a little out of their old ways you know um with you know with the mario thing it's in it's in a city now it's not in the mushroom kingdom it's in like an actual city with zelda it's actual open world where it's going to be you know you're going to get different items you can you can lose your sword you can and then you go rent like the hook shop from a store and then you have to take it back like it's there's it's huge and and it seems like they're finally breaking out of that you know, making the same game over and over shell, even though it's not the same game over and over. Sometimes it kind of feels like it. So that makes me really excited. Um, with that, I'm going to, I'm going to close this little segment out. Uh, it was great to have Nate and Zimmer back on the show. Thank you guys for coming on. Nate, is yeah, there any last words you want to say about the switch or, anything? you know, I would just say that like for everybody saying that it's not as powerful and things like that. Like I, I don't even know that that's their intention to try and be that powerful. Like I think Nintendo's fully aware of that fact. Like they understand what a teraflop is, even if they don't care what it is. Yeah. Uh, I think it's it's meant to be like a supplemental console for the hardcore gamer. It's not meant to replace your Xbox One or your PS4. It's very family oriented. It's family console. oriented. So you know, if you have kids, great, get it for the kids. If you're a, an adult gamer. And you want something fun that's on the go that gives you those Nintendo experiences, then like this is for you. Like if you want um, Call of Duty and a lot of the more hardcore like AAA games and they're all 4K goodness, then this is definitely not like you're not even the target demographic. So if you're like what is Nintendo doing, like they're not even aiming for you. Right. Yeah, because I mean, Nintendo knows who to, who they're they going to get they're in, doing. and if they if they drag a few more people in there along the way, then great. But they already have such a huge fan base that they'll be just fine. What about you, Zimmer? Um, what are your you got any final thoughts or anything to say as far as that goes? All I can really say is I I really hope it is worth it. Hope it blows you away. Yeah, I really hope that you know every inch of that trailer is true. That game is awesome, and that they exceed my expectations in making you know games that i will continue to want to play rather than pack up my system sure like i said i just learned we had a wii <laughs> i do you have twilight princess there um i just bought skyward sword last night okay. um so i'm gonna sit down and play that i will have uh, i have i have twilight if you want to borrow it um so um, yeah yeah kylie you got any uh Last thoughts or words you want to say about the Switch? You know, not particularly. I think I got all my things out there. All right. I am very excited. So heck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> well, yeah. Once again, thanks Nate and Zimmer for coming on. Um, 
we'll have you guys on again. He seemed to be pretty big regulars on the show. So awesome. Sooner or later, we're going to start getting emails about, God, I want to see this kid on the show more. I want to I see Zimmer on there. I want to see Nate more. Ah. And that'll be that'll be fun. Please don't <laughs> let Nate back on the show. <laughs> it has been a nice like reprieve over the last three months. <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah. So now with that, we're, I'm I'm going into this new. I'm, I'm introducing the uh, curious Cor- or it's, sorry, it's Corbin's Corner, and it's the new movie review segment. Um, yeah, it's 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 he's. This is the first time he's done it. It's him and James. They're from uh, Poets and Wolves. They came on the show couple months back um and i've been you know in talks with corbin about doing something with twist my arm and he's been doing movie reviews for a little while and um i asked him if he wanted to kind of do his own little segment on here and he said yes and here we are so um this first segment i believe uh he's doing uh him and james are reviewing why him with james franco and uh what's that guy's name yeah brian (laughs) sorry i totally muted you I totally muted everyone. I, I'll unmute you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Brian right. Cranston. Yes, Brian yes. Cranston. I deserve credit for that. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. You do, Count you it. do. <laughs> if, you're, if you're keeping score at home, I'm, that was I have, I'm down <laughs> 1 to 382. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they did Why Him? They did the Underworld movie and um, Assassin's Creed. So I I did. I, I, it was a good review. Um, I'm excited for you guys all to hear it. And then, uh, you know, once a month we'll have, once or twice a month we'll have uh, Corbin's Corner and... You know, the other the other time we'll have the living room sessions with the band like we did last week. Um, yeah. So without further ado, I present Corbin's Corner. Enjoy. Excellent movies for you today, and a guest, James Medina. Say hello, James. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> uh, so, the first movie I saw a couple weeks ago, well, it was it was a week or two, I don't know. I saw Why Him, starring Brian Cranston and the lovable James Franco, where James Franco is a millionaire for creating video game apps for your cell phone, kind of like if he were the creator of Angry Birds and he got a lot of money for it. <laughs> yeah. um, I do want to say about the movie, I loved it. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes gave it 40% rating and I only the only reason why it doesn't surprise me is because Rotten Tomatoes always gives comedy movies bad reviews, but that's why I'm around. I love comedy movies and I feel like if you love Pineapple Express and... Uh, what's that movie? Ben Stiller. Meet the Parents. Then you will love this movie because it's practically shoving the two humors into one. Where you get Brian Cranston who's nosy but awesome. And you get James Franco who is freaking hilarious no matter what he does. That smile is super contagious. <coughs> um, well, you've seen some of the trailers, right? Yes. What'd you? What do you think? I I'm I want to go see it for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, I like Brian Cranston. Oh yeah, uh, he's a great actor, and I like James Franco. But that smile thing <laughs> kind of creeps me out a little bit. But it also makes me laugh. So it's like you're 
I get what you're saying. There's a <laughs> smile from the devil. <laughs> it's lovely though. Um, yeah, I do. I like. Uh, it was a typical uh, Brian Cranston with best friend is best friends with his daughter, and she gets a boyfriend, and that boyfriend happens to be practically James Franco from Pineapple Express almost. <laughs> so that's why she. It's not, it seems like he's not too fond of it. So the movie is. Um, Franco trying to win Cranston over and Cranston trying to get rid of Franco. <laughs> but I feel like it has the commercials kind of give away a lot of the humor, but where the humor is, there's more and it's so good and so funny that it keeps you laughing. Uh, there were a few scenes that kind of cut short um, about like one moment they're in an office, uh, Brian Cranston's office, talking to. Uh, I believe Cedric the Entertainer. I might be mixing that up, but I think it's Cedric. And and then next second they're not there. And I feel like like you should just be able to know, see him go to the office yeah. actually, and um, how they got on the topic in the first place. <laughs> um, but other than those, it has it has a bit of the family vibe that you that you need today, the modern family vibe, not the this is what family was like. This is what family is like. And I, I gave my review 83%. Um, the humor was fun. And the family part, yeah. But um, I would recommend not bringing your children into it. Because they do a lot of uh, uh, play with urine and cum, I believe. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's probably why it's rated R, people. <laughs> anyway, my next one, I saw Underworld Blood Wars last night, uh, starring Kate Beckinsale and Theo James. Uh, I think Theo was in, uh, you seen the Divergent series? I haven't. Oh. Uh, my I wife believe, has, but I haven't. I believe he's the, the girl's love interest in that one. Okay. So that's why at first I was like, eh. But in all honesty, I love his character in Underworld. He was introduced in the fourth movie, the last one, uh, Awakening, and at first I was still iffy then, but this movie, I was just like, you you fucking redeemed yourself, man. <laughs> like, nice job. He played it fun, like, he was, I thought at first they were going to make this movie like those teen movies of, like Divergent, but he did a good job showing that he's a badass vampire, hmm. so, so I give him that. Um, as a longtime fan of the Underworld series... I loved it. Uh, it did a lot better than Awakening, and there were only like a few bad moments, kind of like I said about uh, why him is they some of the scenes felt like they were cut short or unnecessary, and and then there was some things like I, I'm not gonna give away the ending, but I will say like for me it was slightly confusing. My wife kind of got it, but I just. I'm still trying to think about it yeah. to the point where I want to go back and see it, but I'm like, I can wait till it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the Rotten Tomatoes' critics have given this movie a 20% rating. I believe that's bullshit. I give it an 88% for adventure and the new story. It is lots of fun. You get to see this whole other side of vampires and werewolves. Um, it does have a lot of heartbreak. And if you've been a fan of the series since the beginning... The heartbreak will kind of hit you, you know, not hard. I didn't cry, 
But I was like, oh, that sucks, you know? Like, come on. But it is brutal. It is brutally badass. Like, uh, I'll say that, I'll say one thing. It involves a spine being ripped out. And it was incredibly Hmm. awesome. (laughs) I was in the back of the theater because I saw it in 3D. I don't recommend 3D seeing it. I saw it in 3D because the time was convenient. (laughs) Yeah. Basically, when I went, it was a matinee, so it was about the same price as going to a normal movie. Yeah, (laughs) so why not? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And the 3D maybe had its moments, uh, but other than that, it wasn't necessary. Um, Oh, crap, I lost my train of thought for the... For that acidness, like they just go beyond what they what the vampire. That's why I feel like the bad critic re- reviews come in is because they go beyond vampire and lichen. They go to enhance the vampire and lichen. So that's why it's like uh, you may be pushing it a little too much now. Other than that, it's like yeah, like it's great. Like, uh, but they explain why they enhance. So and I feel like. If you really do love the myth, then you should enjoy this movie, no problem. Um, There's a few acting parts. Uh, It did introduce uh, a new romance that I liked. Liked. I'll only say that much. It didn't seem like it lasted as long as it should have. But the acting was fine. Kate Beckinsale did a good job staying back in her original uh, Celine vampire character. That was fun, but now James has seen a movie I haven't seen, Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. So you play a little bit of games, right? Yes, I played up until Black Flag was the last game that I played. That's the one I wanted to play. <laughs> it's a good one. I like. I mean, I like them all. I I'm not a very like. I see something I like, like it, like. Okay, so this is getting into like the whole movie thing. Mm-hmm. First off. If you haven't seen it and you're planning on seeing it, then you're going to want to tune out in, like, three seconds. <laughs> the The main problem with the movie that people had seemed to be the fact that it was not Ezio's character that they went off. They pulled a different character that isn't necessarily in the games and replaced Ezio with this character. And the character's name is Aguilar. Mm. <coughs> and in the game... Um, the person that goes back is also different. So they... Um, so it's like Ezio happened, but we're not telling you his story? No, it's it's almost as if Ezio never happened. Oh, okay. Because it's it Ezio is from Spain, and what they do is they take that time, that, that era, and they use a different character. Okay. So it's like Ezio didn't exist. It's like this is the new Ezio. Almost. Okay. Um... Also, the guy, the main character, who is... Um, Michael Fassbender? Yes. Mm. And uh, he is not the same character that go that is in the game oh, okay. as well. So it's a completely different hmm. um, That's probably story. what people it's, failed to realize. Well, <laughs> yeah. And, and like I always say to my, uh, you know, people that ask me about it, people that were upset about it, is if I really wanted... Being a fan of the games, if I really wanted to go watch what I just played as Ezio in a movie I should just play the game again because yeah. then there's no sense of there's no adventure there's no like wonder like what's going to happen you know you because you know what's going to happen it's it's like reading a book and then going and seeing a movie yeah it's not perfect but you know what's going to happen yeah they never really change you know they tweak little things but 
he's not going to go up and re- accept missions from his elder or anything. Right, yeah. It's <laughs> he's like, going to get told what to do <laughs> and all that. Yeah. But I, I really, I particularly really enjoyed it because um, it's, a se- it's a setup for another, okay. for, for a series. Well, it's, it's like if they wanted to bring Ezio in, they could. They could. Um, I don't know if they would. I don't know if they would. Yeah. But if they made someone, they can just keep making them. They could probably reference him or like show you know things of him. But it, I'm pretty sure Aguilar, the character that they take, takes place in the same time as Ezio. So we probably would have seen Ezio mm-hmm. in this movie if they were thinking about putting him in the movies. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, it's not. Um, it's not like people are mad because it wasn't Ezio that um, tied everything together to make this movie. Okay. They they ran with a different story, and people were upset about that. But for me, I I would say definitely eighty eighty six percent. Eighty six percent. Yes. Mm. Now I'm gonna have to go see that one. Hmm. That was now my movie having to see movie is stacking up list. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call it. Uh, having to go see this movie stacking up list. Great. But 86. Hmm. See, I, I, told, I told myself before when the trailers came out, I was like, it's going to bomb. I can already tell. And uh, not with not like, not with like people like you or me, but with the critics' reviews. I knew it was going to bomb because oh, yeah. it's, like, it's definitely not like what I remember from the games. Yeah. And I only played the first one maybe an hour into it, and I played a good four hours of the second game. Um, I don't think I played the third one yet. I only made played the first two, but I saw it and I was like, I knew it was gonna tank, and it's very unfortunate because I do like Michael Fassbender. Um, yeah, my Michael Fassbender. I was excited because I was like, it seems about right. He's legitimately everything. If you've seen him in X Men, he's French sometimes, he's German sometimes, yeah, he's American sometimes. <laughs> like he's a very very <laughs> talented, gifted actor. Yeah. So I give him the credit for that, and and he did phenomenal too. Yeah. If anyone was wondering, he did he did great, mm-hmm. and actually he did so great. And some of the reviews, like you know, critic reviews, they were saying he was so good it was like he would have been fine without the movie. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know, they they pretty much you're kind of just what a lot of people thought is like you're going to watch him, and yeah. like he outplayed visual effects, he outplayed other characters, but. Damn! Now I really want to see they, this. They, <laughs> I I don't know. I think that I think all the actors did fantastic. They do really good. It was but just the writing side. You have to understand the story isn't like, boom, Assassin's Creed yeah. video games. It's like no, we're gonna start something and it's not gonna be explosive. It's not gonna be, you know, like all out there and crazy. But it's it's like here it is. It's yeah. starting. So you gotta go into it like that. Do you think they'll learn from their mistakes? I guess like, meaning like. It bombed with the box office, but to some people it was a hit still because it did fine. Um, well, I mean, it didn't do great, but it didn't do bad either. Um, I just, like like Suicide Squad, they're probably going to reshoot number two to make it, like, we know what we did wrong this time to make me love it the next time. Mm-hmm. Do you think they'll do that? I think so. I think, I think what they'll do more is um, now that they've kind of introduced characters, mm. They, s- and what I mean by like them setting it up for an, another like a whole series is they they took this entire time to show you the establishment of the Templar. Oh, okay. And basically, he's in Templar control the whole time, but he's 
technically free to go whenever he wants. Okay. So it's, um, it's basically like a very revolutionary movie. Mm. There's there's the Templars that have control. They're in government control and everything. And then there's the assassins who are all in this building. Okay. And the the whole I don't know how much you know about the game. Um, I just remember. Uh, in the game, there was the the people that was it the Templar that you go talk to and the big assassins fort thing. Yeah, you. Okay. You're <laughs> you're essentially like you're. It, it's a war between. The Templars want to take away free will so that man is perfect. Okay. And the assassins are trying to keep it because they believe that's you yeah. know that's right. And then there's just like people in between. There's like everything else is going on in the world. Okay. But these two things don't exist to anyone else. Okay. So they're very it's a very hidden war, but they're trying to get the apple of Eden. Because in the beginning they believe that the apple of Eden was what it stores it's like the key to how the worlds can play out. So it's like, okay. because it was disobeyed, man has free will. But it, if you find the apple and you tweak it, it'll reset. Oh. So that man never made a mistake. Okay. So it, Damn. The, so the, there's nice. not necessarily bad or good guys. It's just whatever side you want to fall in line on. The yeah. Templars do seem to fall more in the bad guy area because... Their motives aren't uh, that so man doesn't make a mistake. It's so that they can live in a perfect world and have control. Oh, okay. So there's always the catch people. Don't join the dark side. Yeah. So that's where that's what the that's where the movie. Um, in the games, you're mostly back in time. In the movie, most of the time you're in the now. Really? For the uh, for the most part, it's it's not it's back and forth. It okay. takes you back and forth, and it tells Aguilar's story, a little bit. Oh, okay. Because um, I remember the one thing about the game was going back in time, like laying in a bed. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And they changed that too. People were mad about that. Oh yeah, it's a isn't it like harness? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For some re- to me that sounds kind of cool because then I he gets to do the thing. I, yeah, well, that's <laughs> that's what I thought too. Is because in the video games, you know, he's reliving his ancestors, but he's not really mm-hmm. doing any of the actions. And then when you're, his name's Mason. I can't remember his last name, but um, when you're like out of the, um, I can't remember that. Thing escapes me, but oh. when you're out of when you're out of it, you like can do things, but like it doesn't make sense because you've just been sleeping. Yeah. In this one, it's more like he's doing it. He's doing it, and he's living it. Ah. He's just seeing things that, like you know, that um, he wouldn't normally be able to see without it. That's what's gonna make me want to see it though, is because I mean, like when I I'm a big action buff. Like I love Bruce Willis kicking ass. Michael Fassbender next kicking ass, okay. Yeah. Jason Statham kicking someone's ass, solid. Yeah. I don't care if he's a bad guy, he's kicking someone's ass. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's awesome. Alright, we'll transition from mentioning the dark side. I saw Rogue One. I don't know if you did. I haven't. No. Okay. I will not spoil it. Uh it but I will say it took me a a little bit to get into the movie. And that's because I mean, I'm a Star Wars fan, but I'm also a Star Trek fan. Oh yeah. And so I love I love it all, but being introduced to a characters that I've never heard of, like when I saw Fantastic Beast, it was a little bit hard in the beginning because I was like, this isn't Harry. Right. This is Newt. Yeah. And then I was like, okay. And then when the whole scene where he was trying to get the rhino oh, yeah. thing, yeah, yeah. I was like, I love this guy His, so uh, much. Mating, mating dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like with Rogue One, it took me a while because I needed to 
get used to these characters and I needed to like them and I needed to feel like I've known them and it took a while but eventually had it like it has the heart has the action but it does like what people have told me is you're going to want to watch the movies again I can see that but I, I watched uh, uh, I watched them recently so I'm I was good yeah <laughs> but it did fill in quite a lot of gaps and it was answer some pretty good questions yeah it did answer a few of them and it gave you a lot of things to hope for and a lot of things uh to make you remember the movie i guess like uh they did cgi um uh, what's his name they cgi the actor back in because he's passed the uh and uh well i won't say that one that's spoiler but uh they cgi'd someone in mm-hmm. who died from the original cast and I thought it was okay. I mean, so far, okay, we're going to get to the point where Heath Ledger's not going to be able to come back as the Joker. No kidding. Um, but it, it, having him CGI'd, I was like, okay, okay. Like, you, you did good on you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, knew, they introduced someone else to kind of take you away from him so he wasn't the main C. Uh-huh. But the story that goes on in the background is, um, <clears throat> like, how did Princess Leia and everyone get the blueprints to the death star okay yeah that's the point of rogue one okay so it was a lot of fun it was a lot of going to other new planets which was awesome and it introduced of course a new bot you know we got r2d2 and c3po then we got bb8 uh i think this is ksr8 or something i I can't remember sorry if i'm wrong (laughs) don't get mad at me (laughs) anyway i loved him yeah. He was a sarcastic uh, Imperial robot, um, played by Alan Tudyk. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He is awesome. <laughs> as a voice, as a character, he's even he was even in Heath Ledger movies. <laughs> a Knight's Tale. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Rogue One was fun, and it did, like, what they said in the trailer where she said rebellion, rebellions are built on hope. At the end of it, you're filled with so much hope, you're just like, I have seen them before already, but I completely forgot it, and I do believe these guys got hope. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm with you guys. You've got this. <laughs> that was the entire thing. I don't know. I loved it. It just took me a bit because it is introducing – it was introducing new characters. But um, it was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. They did bring back some people. Uh, like, obviously, Darth Vader's in it. I will say about Darth Vader uh, – yes – nice having his voice back he did not look cool to me this he time a little it looked like his helmet was pudging out around his neck i'm like okay let's tighten that up a bit guys yeah. like let's go but other than that i mean oh and i mean later he's like oh there's vader the badass there he is but uh like when i first saw him i'm like come on are they so i i was not a uh, i did not read the books did it does he have different kind of um different outfits like does he have different suits that he i don't wears? know is, I it, is that like what they're trying to get at or is it no 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 it, it was, was more just... like um like you know how vader it looked like vader got fat oh okay yeah it looked like his neck got really fat okay so it looked like the neck is stretching out a bit huh like if i were to put on the mask with my big beard it would just go like this ah. so that's what he looked like okay that's what i mean by it. like other than that i, I don't come on guys i love vader <laughs> vader's the man not, let's keep that right, Vader. He just looked fat. 
<laughs> it was like he put on dad weight, and he technically was a dad at the time, but, you know. <laughs> Taking care of your kids, opposite sides of the galaxy. Yeah, I mean, Jedi's dark side. Talk about stress. <laughs> and they want to kill you. It's just like, come on. Come on, kids. And taking over the universe. Not to mention his ship being blown up. And he's got Jeez. this old guy yelling at him all the time. <laughs> he's got to go do all his dirty work. God. And if he doesn't do it, then he gets electrocuted. Bullshit. Yeah, and he's already dying. Like, come on. <laughs> Cut the guy some <laughs> slack, man. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, my review for Rogue One, I didn't really think about it. I, I was always scared to review the movie because I had so many Star Wars fans that are way more in-depth in it. I'm pretty sure three of my friends have seen Rogue One four times already. And, I mean, that's cool. Do your thing. I saw Kingsman twice. I love that movie. But, um, I, I mean, I want to give it, you know, what the critics rated, uh, 96, 94. It was really good. Uh, me being the action freak, I wanted, I wanted more. More action. Know, give yeah. me some Jedi. <laughs> but other than that, I was like, it's pretty fun. It's pretty good. The story was solid. Uh, it's, I just hope we get more good spinoffs. And I, I mean, we got the, uh, the Han Solo solo film. <laughs> the Han Solo solo film <laughs> that I'm looking forward to. I think Childish Gambino is playing Lando. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that is actually awesome. confirmed. Yeah. Sweet. It's perfect. Very excited about that. Did you yeah, see I the, mean, he looks just like him. Too. Yeah, like, did you see the gift where they folded them into each other? Uh-uh. It's perfect. <laughs> you're like, it's almost disgusting yeah, how perfect it is. It's kind of weird when they do things so, like that. You're just like, ugh. Yeah. So it's I'm like pretty Miley excited. Cyrus and Justin Bieber. Like, they look the exact <laughs> same. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to our, our movie banter. We'll come up with some more another time. Uh, in the meantime, enjoy this Awesome. Uh, thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode of Corbin's Corner slash Twist My Arm Podcast. Um, it was great to see Nate and Zimmer and have Jesse on the show and talk about all the new Nintendo things coming out. Definitely excited about that stuff. Um, also, great job, Corbin and James, on the movie reviews. I'm really excited to see where those go here in the future. Um, yeah, thanks again for listening. If you guys want to get a hold of us for anything, if you want to, I don't know, say hello, make fun of us, give a shit, whatever, um, you can email us at twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud, Snapchat, Instagram. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that, that's that's all for the social media with the Twist My Arm. That's a lot. But um, find us, like us, subscribe, share. Um, if you like what you hear, definitely you know share with your friends and stuff. If you're in a if you're in a band, um, and you'd like to be featured on on the show or um, on a living room sessions episode, email me once again twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com, and I can get you fit in there pretty quick. Um, 
pretty easy going when it comes to scheduling and it doesn't matter what kind of music you play i will take anything um if you want a track played in the middle of one of the shows i will take anything it doesn't matter what it is so hit me up let me know um and uh next week we have gold spot and the noshery coming on the show two um two local businesses gold spot is a brewery over on 48th and Lowell, I think it's 48th, right next to Regis University, and then uh, Noshery is right next door to Gold Spot, same exact area, right next to Regis University, so definitely excited to have them on the show, um, and thanks again for listening, uh, this is Josh, and this has been the Twist My Arm Podcast, and we will talk at you next week. I gave you my-